0: This is KRMG In Depth, the podcast. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for listening. Recently, the Oklahoma State School Board voted to settle a long standing lawsuit over the funding formula for public schools. It's estimated that this decision will shift tens of millions of dollars from traditional public schools to charter schools. The state board voted four to three in favor of that settlement, despite the fact that the board's own attorney and state superintendent, Troy Hoffmeister, warned that the action was unconstitutional, potentially criminal. This is my conversation with Tulsa Superintendent Dr. Deborah Guest about the charter school settlement and about the public education funding formula in Oklahoma more broadly. We are on with Tulsa Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Deborah Guest. Thank you so much. You're always so uh, generous with your time. I'm I'm going to guess you're uh, steaming a little bit today, just based on the statement that I read from the Tulsa Public Schools on the on the website this morning. But let's kind of back up a little bit and bring folks up to speed on the situation we're talking about. Charter schools. Charter schools are you know essentially private schools, yet they're still in the public domain. Sort of. They're sort of a hybrid in Oklahoma. And how they get funded and whether that, you know, public school funding should be given to charter schools or not has been a political football for years. And the way that the school board, the state school board, made this decision, even the state superintendent is steaming about this. Can you kind of bring us up to speed a little bit, Doc?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, I want to start out and and correct a a few things that you just shared, Russell, um, which is to say that 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 charter schools are public schools. And in Tulsa, we are the proud authorizers of some high-quality schools that we believe, uh, you know, are part of our Tulsa Public Schools family. They serve Tulsa children, and they are working hard every day to serve children. And um, what is happening here is is not, you know, people are trying to turn this into something that is a, about pitting different kinds of schools against one another. And, you know, which is the same behavior that has been happening from state leaders for a number of months now to try to distract us. So they'll, they'll say something, you know, to upset parents or to upset uh, rural districts versus urban versus suburban over and over and over again. It is a distraction tactic. You know, this has been one of the hardest years in any of our memories. And, you know, school systems, we're spending all day, every day focused on keeping people safe, on teaching our students, supporting them. And in the midst of all of that, in the midst of this international emergency, a crisis, school districts across the state are under relentless attack by state leaders. And every Oklahoman, and it doesn't matter who you are, a parent, a grandparent, an educator, a pastor, someone who's retired, business leaders – Anyone in Oklahoma who is paying taxes should be outraged by the actions of our state leaders. And it's happening while people are just trying to get by. You know, they're trying to keep their families safe. They're trying to keep their businesses afloat. They're working hard, trying to support their children's education if they have children. And all of this is happening uh, at that time when, when we're simply trying to get by.
0: So explain, describe what actions the, the state school board took, and it was a four to three vote. Um, one of the folks voting also also sits on the school board of one of these charter schools, as well as at the state school board. So that, that person's vote is has been questioned by some. And then we have the, the newest appointment to the school board, who was just appointed by the governor, who actually made the motion to pass it, which I think even that surprised everyone, that they even brought it to the table in what was supposed to be Uh, working session, right? Or an executive session about where they were going to discuss the situation, not vote on it, is my understanding.
1: That's correct. This is a lawsuit that has been underway for many years. And with no notice to anyone, they took this action behind closed doors against the advice of their legal counsel, who told them it was unlawful, who told them it was unconstitutional, and um, and it, it uh, as I understand it, potentially criminal action that that has been taken by the state board to divert millions, actually likely tens of millions of dollars, from uh, public schools into charter entities, um, which includes, uh, you know, the the epic. Public charter schools, which are a a, run by a for profit company, by the way, the lawyer who um, uh, filed the lawsuit, his wife is an executive at that school, a school that is under criminal investigation and is, uh, you know, known to be I mean, the public evidence around their behavior is has been damning. And so it's under criminal investigation. The connections are there. The, the donations, the lobbyists, um, people are getting rich from taxpayer dollars that are being diverted from our already underfunded classrooms. Um, honestly, if corruption was a duck, Epic is quacking and waddling all over Oklahoma. And we're just we're watching it happen and we've got to start acting upon it.
0: So the governor issued a statement today in support of the school board's decision. And in it, he says, being ranked among the bottom five states in the nation for education is unacceptable to me, and I know it's unacceptable to Oklahomans. I will do everything I can to ensure Oklahoma becomes a top 10 state in education. Um, I don't I don't believe that you concur with... Uh, what he's saying there about being in the bottom five in terms of education, the United States of America.
1: We are not. Oklahoma is not in the bottom of uh, the country in terms of performance, because despite the fact that our state does not support public schools adequately, our teachers go above and beyond over and over and over again, and our parents supplement and go above and beyond over and over again. And as a result, we are not in the bottom in terms of performance. Imagine where we could be if we were not in the bottom of funding, which is actually where we are. We rank so far behind every other state in the country, and even if you compare us to the region, which is who we're competing for, primarily for not only teachers, but also for families who see what um, nearby states have to offer their, their children in public schools. Um, that is what we need to be focused on, and, and I, I, I want to say, I am not someone, I have never been the kind of education leader who believes that money is magic, that thinks that we can solve our, all of our problems with money. And in fact, when I was coming to Tulsa, I even said that explicitly in an interview and raised the eyebrows. It was a group interview with some, uh, I remember one principal in particular, particular, who is actually now a state legislator, Um, And I said that, and, you know, of course, I didn't have all the information at that time about what was happening in Oklahoma, but I have always been someone who believed in being a stellar steward of taxpayer dollars, of, of making sure that every single dime is being well spent and adequately invested and carefully tracked and transparently communicated to the public, and we're doing that. But what we are failing to do as a state is adequately fund our public schools, and that's been going on for decades, and it has been in the last few months. Um, It is a full-on assault of public education in Oklahoma at a time where people cannot attune to it because they are simply, we are all simply trying to uh, get through this crisis. It's it's unconscionable.
0: So... To be clear, this settlement would not in any way provide more money for public education. It simply Correct. moves some of it out of the public schools and into the charter schools, which, as you said, are also public schools. But uh, maybe I'm confused here. Aren't they also getting, like, tuition or some money from parents? I know EPIC does. No.
1: No? no. Oh, no,
0: no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's right.
1: It's the other way around. I mean, what is what is widely known about EPIC schools is that they – they give money to families in a way that, uh, unfortunately, too often entices folks into something that they see as as an opportunity. So it's money being diverted. uh, and, And that's part of the criminal investigation is the way in which those funds are being used.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, um, I know that uh, our state superintendent, Dr. Hoffmeister, also told the school board that, she, in her view, this was illegal, if not immoral, and that she voted against it. Uh, you, you mentioned that the state school board's own legal counsel told them it was illegal and potentially even criminal. Um, do, do what happens next? I guess is our guess. We go to back to court. I mean, they've, they've voted on the settlement. Now what?
1: Well, we are exploring all of our options right now and enlisting school districts from across Oklahoma, because this does affect everyone to consider all available actions and, uh, we will, we will pursue them. And unfortunately, again, that means that we have to take the time the focus, the energy, the funding, to fight something that we ought not be fighting. You know, I think if Oklahoma, Oklahoma is known, and, and you know, as a reminder to you, Russell, I I was the state ch- chief state school officer, so served in the role that Joy Hoffmeister serves uh, so well in Oklahoma in two different places before I came home to Tulsa to lead the school district. And so I'm very familiar with with funding formulas. That was one of my responsibilities as a state chief and created a funding formula in one in one of those states and managed it in both. And I think Oklahomans are rightfully proud of our funding formula. I am. I think that we all should be um, glad to know that we have a funding formula that is nationally known for being equitable and appropriately um, designed. With that said, it it needs some updating, and the Senate actually uh, put together a task force that met for about a year and made some recommendations to the funding formula. Recommendations that have been largely ignored by the state legislature, and instead, the state legislature is taking other actions to. Uh, dramatically changed the funding formula in a way that would hurt primarily rural and urban school districts uh, that, again, gives no additional funding to schools in Oklahoma, but instead pits school districts against school districts. And then the state board is taking this action, which they are not positioned to do. It is the state legislature who should be making adjustments to the formula. So I would welcome a conversation where we talk about all of the schools in Oklahoma How they're funded through the formula, and let's make the adjustments that we need to make together. But doing this behind closed doors action that are clearly being driven by inappropriate relationships, very clear conflicts of interest, uh, without the engagement of Oklahomans, um, you know, that is the wrong way to go about it. What we need to do is make any necessary adjustments to our strong funding formula, but even more importantly, we need to actually put money into the funding formula so that our schools have adequate resources to pay our teachers, our support employees, to buy the materials our children need, to ensure that we have counselors that can advise advise our students about their next steps and about the opportunities available to them, um, you know, through internships and Another um, programming, and that's what we're missing right now.
0: Okay, you're always so generous with your time. One last question: Can you, in any way, quantify or tell us, you know, what the f- um, projected fiscal impact of this settlement would be on TPS? Or have you guys crunched any numbers yet?
1: It's millions of dollars. Um, as is the uh, you know a, a bill that's uh, working its way through the state legislature right now, which by the way, they couldn't get past uh, the uh, education committee in in the in the Senate they couldn't get it through the education committee, so they put it through the finance committee and leadership came in and basically forced it out of that committee. This is not something that many many state le- uh, legislators want to do, but it is being driven. By um, by by folks over there, and and I would encourage Oklahomans and, and folks in the media like you to follow the money. Um, these are donate these are folks who are receiving donations from this uh, for profit company. I mean, it, this is um, it. It is honestly, I, I don't know. It is just it's it's horrible. But um, anyway, so to answer your question, I don't have an exact dollar amount, but it is it is millions of dollars and. And statewide, it's probably would be uh, diverting tens of millions of dollars, including uh, millions and millions of dollars that would be given to this for profit company that is under criminal investigation.
0: It's kind of crazy. I will look up. Do you know what the bill number is on that Senate bill? Is it a... 2078. 2078. All right. I will look it up. I have mad Google skills. Um, <laughs> Dr. Gist, thank you very much, as always, for your time. Um, anything that you um, want to add before we wrap up?
1: No, Russell, that's all. I appreciate you covering it. We've got to make sure that Oklahomans know what's going on. And then as difficult as it will be during this incredibly crazy time, we we all have to Make our voices heard and call state leaders, call the governor's office, call um, our elected representatives and uh, senators and make sure they know that, you know, three years almost to the moment when we when we saw Oklahoma stand up for public education for our teachers, for our children uh, and all the people in our schools who support our kids, uh, we made our voices heard and they seem to have forgotten that message and so we've got to make sure they know
0: dr deborah guest is superintendent of tulsa public schools thank you very much for your time stay safe out there we'll talk soon
1: thanks russell you too
0: all right Bye bye. okay bye-bye you've been listening to krmg in depth the podcast i'm always looking for stories about the people places and politics of oklahoma I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG News team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen.